Ben, Ben, pick up your tin can. Ben, pick it up. Ding, 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 ding. Is this thing on? Ben, yeah. Hey, hey, it's me. Do you remember me? Who is this? Sorry, I have, I have, uh, it said spam likely on here. Oh, it's me. It's Sarah. Hi. Oh, Sarah. Do you remember me? Oh, yes. You're the chick from the thing. Exactly. Hey, Ben. (laughs) Ben, hey. Sarah. Ben. I meet so many people these days. You have to listen to me. I think, I think there's somebody else out here. Somebody else out, out here, out here? Yeah, like In the middle of the ocean. Correct. Like somewhere near one of our islands. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can jog my memory, Sarah. You're on an island. You're shipwrecked pretty much on an island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm pretty much and on an I... island with nothing except for a bunch of really mean monkeys. I'm basically and... in the same situation as you because we got shipwrecked on our two separate <laughs> islands and I'm on mine. Okay. So yeah. pretty much the same as you. There's a, man- yeah. there's a mansion and stuff over here. And, ah, it's all come. You think you see someone else out here? Yeah, I keep seeing these flares going up. Flares? Like it's a, a, dis- like a distress thing. Like somebody being like, find me, I'm shooting off a flare gun. Are you ch- where are you getting that from? The movies? Are you trained in maritime safety? No, I'm not, but I think, I mean, I don't know what else it would be unless it's a shooting star what and I have sh- been, wi- I have been wishing on them just in case. Which, okay, well, let's just go kind of go for the uh, deductive reasoning. First of all, has your wishes, if they come true? No, I'm still here. That's amazing. Cause I actually have been wishing a lot lately too, not on any shooting star or anything. All my wishes pretty much have been coming true. Um, <laughs> which I guess is just one of life's little blessings over here on my island. Um, I think that sometimes I like to think that, you know, God has a plan for me. But anyway, what shape was the flares in? These so-called flares, if they're even real? I don't know, like uh, sparks? Like they were like sparks. And one of them looked like the most beautiful oh, thing like I've ever Oh, like the players of the WNBA uh, team, the sparks? No, 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 no. Oh, like, okay. um, like it wasn't the hologram that I was projecting into the sky then. Okay. No, it's it was more like, um, I mean, they all look sort of different, and they're all different colors. And I saw the most beautiful one. It looked like a weeping willow. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I yeah totally. Uh huh. There was a um there was a shipping container full of fireworks that washed up over on my island. Uh, I mean, in terms of like you know a ship what? came into the port and it had a shipping container of them on it, you know, because we got a port over here. What? And I, like, kind of unloaded them and everything. You, and Wait. So I was, like, wait, firing you those have, off. Do you have a way on and off the island? Well, there's a port, so ships can come in. I haven't let any of them leave. What's the, because, op- what's the opposite well, of a port? Well, a lot of these port? guys, when they show up, it's kind of uh, an export. But um, a lot of these guys, when they show up, they like it's a lot of these shipping arrangements that whoever lived here before had was cash on delivery, and I don't actually have a lot of that. So, pretty much every ship that's come in, I've kind of found a way for like an accident to happen, you know, just for like the guy driving it. So, is that the ship I've been seeing too? I thought for sure that was like the same <sighs> thing where it was just like totally. People. I should have called you up just so you wouldn't get false hope. There was, um, one of the ships, this guy actually 
um, had it. He was getting really close to the island, so I was getting kind of worried. So I went out in my little skiff, just a little motor-powered boat thing. And I, you <laughs> have skiff, a boat. Well, it's a skiff. It's not quite a boat. I went out on the skiff, and <laughs> I, um, I pretty much boarded him and took over the controls from him. And he was this Irish guy, you know, this Boston guy from Boston. And I was like, you know, I'm. I was like, I'm the captain of this ship now. You're coming with me and everything. So. I've been just kind of joyriding that. Okay, then how do you explain the plane that I've been seeing like flying around? The plane? Are you sure it was a plane? Yeah. I'm positive. Had wings and everything. There's like sort of a Leonardo DiCaprio type of flying machine over here. Leonardo, who was that guy? The artist guy? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio, The the kind of flying, the human-powered flying machine, Renaissance flying machine thing. Um there's one of those over here, just kind of you power it with pedals and it has these wings that attach to me and everything. But um, there's like maybe about a hundred of them over here. I keep flying them too close to, I guess like if I'm too high up and they keep burning up and I've been falling Wait, are back they made down of to wax? the earth. But um, I don't know what they're made of. I don't know what they're made of. Um, gasoline or something like that. Because so, so, they burn real easy, it seems like. <laughs> So this whole time I've been thinking that somebody else was out here and that maybe I could get off of this island and it's just been you dicking around with imports and exporting yourself out on a skiff and on different flying machines. Okay, here's the thing that you got to understand, sir. I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy and guys, uh, we need our toys, you know? Uh, I need food. I need like... A place to sleep that isn't a, a rock, you know. Like I need, I need um, clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm butt ass mm-hmm. naked now on this island. And I do. I feel really bad about that. And I feel really bad about that. Um, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. So what? Because obviously there's a special okay. breed of um, gator over here that's a clothes stealing gator, and I kind of. Sicked those on Sent it over. I got them confused because there was um because there's actually there's one breed of gator over here that's a magic wishing gator. So if you wish on it, it actually will make all your wishes come true. <laughs> and so I was trying to send you one of those. That's why my wishes have been coming true. I've been wishing on this gator, this magic one. And I thought I was sending one of those over to you, but I accidentally sent one of the clothes stealing gators over there. Sorry, my bad. And then I got scared when it was coming back to my island, so obviously that's why I, I had to shoot all the gators, you know, I, even the magic witch one, just in case. <laughs> you killed the one, you killed the one thing you love that something, could get me out of here. Free. So. <laughs> so I can't even kill myself. No, I banned guns over on my island, so I can't send any of those over to you. So anyway, um, do, anyway, do you want to record the podcast? Yeah, fine. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage.
Hello there, Hero Heads, and welcome back to uh, Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. Hi, I'm Sarah Black, and I am the other host of this program. Oh, I forgot to say who I was. I'm Ben Flores. I'm the other... I'm, oh. I'm actually the first host, because if she's the other one, then that would make me the first one. That's right. Or whatever the opposite of other is. Other, other? The same. I'm the same host. If Sarah's the, the other host, then host. I'm the same host. Um, one podcast, one host. Which actually starts to make it sound a little bit like kind of a cult or a religion or something like that. You know? And a lot of people would argue that this is yeah, a, lot a of cult or a religion. Yeah our, yeah. our listeners, they sign a pledge, obviously, when they do download the podcast. It's in the terms and conditions. Of um, course. That they will... They will um, murmur the mantra we are all the host the whole time that they yep. listen yeah yeah and those terms and conditions aren't actually like a pop-up or anything that you must opt into no. or anything they're just sort of like at the very very bottom of any episode description yeah, it's sp- and, and, it's sp- and spiritually that's where they are Spirit- yeah, it's not exactly. in print or text or anything right. you know, but it's that's where it's spiritual invisible ink spiritual rolled onto is. your heart yeah yeah, um, yeah. so so that's good. So anyway, um, yeah, pretty much if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then go fuck yourself. Um, you should probably have been hearing it before this because actually... Yeah, take a long hike or something. Yeah, we're in the... Uh, to yeah, the woods so you can jack off yeah, and fuck yourself. Right. Yeah, and uh, take a trail back that um, uh, goes Falls off... off a cliff. Yes, exactly. Goes off a cliff is what I was going to say. So... Um, you can do that, uh, or you could use use or, that hike to listen to the back episodes of the show. Yes. So take your pick. Uh, yeah, and time it out so that when the episode ends, if you are going to walk off that cliff, make it so that it's right after the episode ends, because we like to have like a hundred percent completion rate on these episodes. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and I don't think it's too much. It's to okay. ask. I mean, or you know, if you forget, and that's okay, because people are forgetful. When you're about 10, 15 feet down, whatever you're, however far you can throw, you could probably throw farther than 10 feet, but um, when you're about 10, 15 feet over the cliff lip, just go ahead and toss your iPod back up to the top of it so it doesn't smash if, if it is still playing. Yeah. Um, yep. Cliff lip. That's a cool name for a band. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, the... It's kind of it kind of sounds a little bit like cleft like it'd be like a cousin of cleft palate. You know? Like cliff lip oh, would be yeah. something and, that, you know Yeah. You get um something that Or like cauliflower ear. Cauliflower ear, cliff lip, cleft palate. Uh well what these all actually sound like is there's a character on kind of one of the podcasts is one of our influences in that, you know, okay, well, so they were podcasting back, you know, it's um, back before we knew how to do it, like as well as you and I know how to do it, you know, because you know how like, you know, perfect. Citizen Kane or something, people still say, well, it's an important sh- movie. It's influential, you know. But other movies They're are now, now bad. Right. There's this, con- there's this comedy podcast, yeah. and obviously that's not what we are. We're a recap podcast, but there's this comedy podcast where there was a character on there who would list his ailments off and they would kind of start normal and then they get increasingly strange and cliff lip sounds like it would be, you know, one of the ailments that he might have. 
Yeah, and I think it's good that we went through all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You sound and look, if our listeners could see you now, they would actually especially feel the way that I feel, which is... Wait, can, I can you see, you see right me now. right now? I have a telescope over here. I can't see Don't you. Don't worry. I actually in, have an insert. I put an insert in the telescope where um, that puts clothes on you. So I'm actually... I'm, so it looks to me like you're wearing clothes. And you put an, by put an insert on, you mean you took a Sharpie and just drew sort of like a stick person yeah. dress. And it looks kind of like juice. a medieval tunic and uh, a burlap, I hope it looks burlap good. pants and Robin Hood shoes. And what do Robin Hood shoes look like? Well, okay, so you've got your basic... You've got your basic elf shoe, right? Okay, so your basic elf shoe, of course, is um, curls, curls up, at, up the at the top. Okay, yeah, the, the tip, the tip, tip, at the, tip the toe. The, yes. So the lips, the, the teeth, tip the tip of the tip toe of the goes toe. to the top of the lip um, on your standard <laughs> elf shoe. Okay, uh, and of course, the Robin Hood shoe is a quarter curl uh, with a. Because he's a quarter elf. Robin Hood is a quarter elf, as everyone knows. Yeah. Robin Hood. And so let's get into Robin Hood's genetic makeup. Um, let's get into that. This is the kind of thing that our listeners do come here for. Yeah, let's um, do eugenics on Robin Hood. Okay. So Robin Hood, of course, is a quarter elf. And quarter elf. And which quarter? Well, we know the feet. <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of have to assume that if... This is all sort of concentrated in the same area that also like his ankles, yes, and shins, calves, right. maybe, yeah. and his cankles actually, because he also he does have cankles because he's also one quarter ogre. That's right. Okay. Um, and what? And <laughs> and which quarter is that? Well, obviously the cankles. Yeah, so that's the cankles, and then that's despite the, the fact that I just the, said his ankles are well, because well, well, because elves have. Well, because elves have the ankles and the shins, so he's got those from the elf. But then he's got the cankles from the ogre, and he's obviously got his ri- his real bows. Um, and um, yep. So his real bows, his cankles, and and then what else is he? Tummy. So his tummy is also oh yeah, big ogre, big tummy. ogre t- tummy, um, which is actually really confusing because he's also one quarter pregnant lady. And so a lot of people get confused about. Sort yeah, of, but that's just where those swollen tits come yeah, from. Yeah, like, where the big, big swollen tits? Yes, people people get confused. They think that the swollen tits came from the ogre, and that the no. cankles came from the pregnant lady. No, no, nope, uh-uh. wrong. Swollen tits, pregnant lady. They're full of milk. Yes, right. And then the gorgeous, long, um, really healthy hair. Yes. Yeah. 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 Robin Hood. As if any of you guys have actually seen a de- depiction of Robin Hood, and I'm not talking about that kind of Disney crap, you know, I mean like the no. real Grimm's fairy tales <laughs> Robin Hood. Yeah, none of this sexy fox <laughs> no, no, shit. No, no, you've seen the Brothers Grimm and the, the way that they drew or even maybe photographed, I don't know what they had back then, but the original Robin Hood, the real guy, the real guy who actually lived historically, uh, Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> horrifying. The one in all the history horrifying books. Horrifying to look at. Uh, Terrible. And except for that long quarter? hair, which people think is not because of the pregnant lady. They think it's because he's one quarter Rapunzel. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's just where he gets his dump truck yeah. ass. And that's interesting, actually, because in terms of Rapunzel, if you usually see her depicted, you don't even see it. No, they don't show her ass. But that's actually why she's trapped in the tower. Is um, that, doesn't fit through the door. Ass, though. Yeah, it doesn't fit through the door. So Rapunzel had that, her hair was growing really long, so she went up to <laughs> the top of the tower one day to try to let it grow longer. Because it was like, oh, well, the floor keeps stopping it. <laughs> Let me see if I can go to the top of this tower. And then one thing kind of pretty much led to another, and she couldn't get back out again. You know, like when you... Um, she had to hang her hair over the edge of the window all day because otherwise the floor would stop her hair from... <laughs> yeah. And she's always trying to get a Prince Charming to basically pretty much get the hair and tug on it really hard to try to get her ass out through the window because the window is, she thinks, is bigger than the door. Um, and she can't just jump out. She needs to get her hair pulled out because that's like kind of... Her, her thing. thing it's kind of her yeah. thing yeah um and we know kink because she's podcast, actually so. one half christian gray <laughs> so and the other half is rapunzel of course so rapunzel is one half christian gray and one half rapunzel <laughs> so actually you might you might say mathematically if you kind of work out the proofs on this and a lot of mathematicians have tried um if you work out the proofs on rapunzel you can actually prove that she's 100% Christian Grey and you can prove that she's 100% Rapunzel because she's 50% Christian Grey and 50% Rapunzel, but Rapunzel is 50% Christian Grey and 50% Rapunzel. So it's kind of like a Hall of Mirrors sort of a thing. So, kind of, Yeah, and that's how genetics works. Is. So, um, Ben, did you like I this episode? I love this episode. You mean of Chicago Heroes? Me too. The TV show. Oh, that yes, we yes, 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 yes. Yeah, not this manic episode I'm currently going through. Yeah, and I have and the and the um I don't have a review on on uh, on that. That's above my pay. Well, it hasn't finished. Pay that's why too, to review yeah. that. And it hasn't finished. And that's I why. need to see your chart, and my telescope isn't um yeah strong enough to make out letters over there. So yeah, I loved this episode. Episode of, was great of the television show Chicago Heroes, which is have I told yes. you this? It's my favorite television show. You yeah. have told me that, and I'm um. Surprised you feel like you need to tell me again because you know this um, probably better than anybody, but it's also my favorite television show. Oh, I think I did have that jotted down in... I keep a little <laughs> notebook of info that I learned from everybody I meet. So now why did you think that I was hosting this podcast with you if not because I was also a huge fan of the program Chicago Heroes? Well, you know... The that's a good question. That's a good um that's a stumper. That's a stumper. Yeah, so let me know when you figure that out. Okay. And it's gotta be before the end of the episode. Okay, so what did you think of this episode? Did you love it? I loved it. It was so great. I think this season's heading in a really interesting direction. And if they can just get kind of rid of this pesky sort of B story they keep doing, yeah. I think it would be all the better. Yeah, so for, for listeners, if you're kind of new to the world of Chicago heroes, um, then let's just fill you in real quick on what we got here. Um, the Chicago heroes are probably the most elite team of law enforcement and law enforcement adjacent heroes ever to have That's been right. assembled in the history of man. Um, yeah, you couldn't even women. cook the shit up in a lab. It's perfect. 
Uh, yeah, it's basically pretty much proof of evolution concept. or God or concept. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and that's actually a famously true from the special features of the show that they air on um, the network after the show. Sometimes they showed that when they pitched this show, I don't, did you ever hear about this? That when like the creators pitched this show, they mm-hmm. kind of did this real ballsy move where they just, they said to the executives like, um, we're going to, you want to, you, you want to know how we're, you want to know how that we know that this show's going to be good? Uh, let it, you want to know how that we know that <laughs> the show's going to be good? Let us make it and we'll prove it to you. That's what they said. Let us make it. We'll prove and it to like, you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. That's fa- that's a famous thing. Yeah. And Network gave them literally the biggest that, budget they've ever given anyone. Yeah. And normally a pilot is a proof of concept, but they filmed, what, five seasons? Five seasons in, in, one, in go. one go. Yeah. So. No pilot. No pilot. Plane flies not, itself. Yep. Not necessary. Not building the plane as you fly it. It's freaking already... It's already built and it's in stealth mode. Yep. And uh, it's in the air. And it's not ever touching down. You can't see it on the radar because it doesn't belong on the radar. Yeah. So that is pretty much this show and the rest is history. But we'll tell you about the history of it. Mm-hmm. So there's actually these heroes. And uh, at the end of last season, so the heroes, you've got, I mean, who do you got, Sarah? You got... Joey the firefighter. Joey play the like, firefighter. Played by Matt LeBlanc. Hunky. You have... Hunky, hunk hunky. a man you got rachel hunk, the paramedic yep. played by jennifer yep. aniston that's right and i like to have, call her jennifer um, Stone because she's a stone cold fox you've never said that before that's really funny yeah, i say it to myself that's really funny. i've been saying it to myself every night just kind of odd trying it out yeah it's great that's so good yeah Thanks. that's great and then um then you have uh cop monica played by uh courtney cops yep and then you have... Um, you have a lawyer, Chandler. A lawyer, Played by Chandler. Matthew Perry. That's um, right. I like to call him Matthew Perry because he's as sweet as a berry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. And then we have um, uh, some sort of loser-ass guy, paleontologist named Ross, played by David oh, Swimmer. God, he sucks. He sucks so bad, but I guess every show needs a villain. And then David Drowning, the last... David Drowning Man is what I wish is... <laughs> they would change his name to. Me too. And I've written a network about this and they've kind of sent me some cease and desists per yeah. usual. And then um, the final person is Marilisa Kudrow, who is now President Marilisa Kudrow. President Marilisa Kudrow, yeah. Um, Played by Lisa Kudrow. So she got up to some hijinks in season three of Chicago Heroes. And in terms of those hijinks now... You call it hijinks and I just call it politics. To the game. Yeah. The, game. the machine. You play the game to win. Um, yes, exactly. And there's now a sleuth who is nosing around this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Wouldn't call her a hero. Probably never no. will. She's a no. bit of an anti-hero. Um, and so we might visit her a little bit later in this episode as we're recapping. I mean, we will. They showed her in this episode. I thought maybe, I thought maybe yeah. we were going to be lucky like last week. Oh, okay. So they got this other character Hopefully her storyline is over, even though it was like halfway through. It was like, hopefully it's over. I, yeah. I don't yeah. like her. I don't want to see more of this. Yeah. She sucks really bad. She sucks. Probably actually yeah. the worst actress. She's hot, but yeah. she sucks. She should be looked at and not um, filmed touched. or touched. They should just take pictures yeah. of her and mail them to me. Yeah. I bet you could get somebody to do that. It's <laughs> a good idea. So... 
if you hadn't killed that wishing oh, gator. Fuck. Uh, and I. Anyway, um, this character is a p- private detective played by Lucy Liu, and her name is Shirley Homer Simpson. I'm so glad that you. S- Shirley Homer Simpson? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Shirley Homestar Runner. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So. Shirley Homestar Runner? Shirley Homestar Runner, yes. That doesn't even sound like a name. It sounds more like a name than Shirley Homer Simpson. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. Let's break this down. Shirley, okay. that's a name. Homer, uh, Odyssey, heard of it much. And Simpson. Um, Jessica Simpson? Okay, all right. So that makes sense. Sure, okay. Okay, so explain how Shirley Homestar Runner makes sense. Okay, it doesn't. Shirley, um, you've actually heard of that or maybe you'll recognize the way that it's spelled s-h-e-r-l-o-c-k we don't need to justify shirley and homestar runner okay so holmes like holmes um from that detective that robert downey jr plays in that one movie and then homestar so they put the star on the end of there um oh yeah we should which is it's an asterisk to say it's it's like an asterisk, right? Yes. Home, Shirley, Shirley Holmes star, yep. um, and you go to the star, and then you look down, and there's the other star that matches the first star, and it says runner, and because it, it's because um, we saw her running in the episode at one point, so they make that or so maybe you're right because I was explaining mine, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the call sheet that I stole um, from the internet as well, and it looks looks like um, yeah, her name is Shirley. Um, Homer Simpson. Okay, so we'll get to her a little bit later, but we start this episode with some of our main heroes, the protagonists of the show. But even before, even before we start with them, we start with a plot line. This is something they do in TV sometimes. They actually set up the plot with this mm-hmm. thing that was unrelated, or that seemed to me to be unrelated. I was like, um, okay, who are these characters that I've yeah. never seen before and don't know? About? I've had enough of the new characters. Like, I don't need more new characters. Yeah, but we, we get one, right? Yeah, exactly. So We're on we an get idyllic a, street. Yes, beautiful. Right um, picket fences. Exactly, yes. Green lawns. And green lawns, sprinklers running, yeah. um, you know, kids pulling their um, red wagons down the sidewalks, um, mail, dogs. The male mail, um, mailman, like, walking down the street, flipping the yeah. little flag up on the mailboxes to let them know, you know... The mail's He's got there. mail. He's, yeah. yeah. And he keeps kind of saying to himself, oh, I can't remember. Like, do I, if they have the flag up, does that mean that they have a letter in there for me? If I put the flag, he's kind of, we keep seeing. Yeah. He can't remember. And, <laughs> and then if he opens the mailbox and there's letters in there, he goes, oh, mail for me. And then he yeah. starts opening them and reading them. And then he goes, oh, oh, I forgot that this was supposed to be for me to mail. But some of it was pretty saucy, the stuff that he was reading. Yeah, yeah, some of it, most of it. One of them was from this woman. Um, she was writing to. She was writing back to this guy named Henry, and I got the idea. Mm-hmm. I got the sense that maybe Henry was in the war, and she mm-hmm. was kind of writing to him. And what war? Uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't totally clear. She was sending the letter to France, and um, she said that. Yeah. Uh, um, she hopes that he made it onto the beach okay and everything. And um, and then she included c- some kind of salacious descriptions of her ankles. Uh, yeah. 
And at that point, they we should mention that, that this out. is in present day. This is in 2020. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So we kind of see all this stuff on the street, classic sort of like five, six minute Chicago heroes opening yeah. scene setting, um, establishing shots. And then we see um, the back of a man knocking on a front door and we see a beautiful woman opening the front door mm. and she's, Wearing like a floral dress and it's got a little belt around it mm-hmm. and her hair is done real Blunt. nice and she's wearing red lipstick and she says, oh, you're here. It's January Jones. You must be. Yep, exactly. And she goes, you must be the Maytag man. <laughs> yeah. Ding. She and actually she goes, winks at the camera. Ding. Yep. Yep. And she shines her pearly white teeth and he says... Yes, ma'am, I'm here to install your washer and dryer. And then we sort of see what he looks like. And Ben, I gotta say, I've been too sunburned and tired and sort of malnourished to get really all that um, aroused on this island. But when I saw that guy, I was like, okay, is that the ocean or is that me? Your lady boner got so big that it actually uh, poked through the clothes that were showing on the telescope i was looking through at you you were watching me watch the episode oh yeah uh the the tv was kind of um they actually don't have 4k over here so i they only have blu-ray so i was like i don't really what's what's the point even to watch these screeners on that so i just watched it through the telescope over on your play over on your island Because you got it streaming through a rock, right? It's streaming on a rock that you have over there. Half coconut (laughs) shell. Or whatever. So, yeah, I I watched it through there. So, basically a rock. I watched it through there. Yeah. That's cool. So, he... This guy's a hunk. It's so sexy. So He's a hunky monkey. Looks exactly like that that guy. Yeah. Peter... um, Peter Beef. (laughs) <laughs> he looks just like Peter Beef. Is that the guy's name? No, wait, uh, John Ham. I always get those guys mixed up. He looks exactly like John Ham. Yeah. But if John Ham. Sorry, Peter Beef is my stripper name. I always get confused. Yeah. You always think other actors are called your stripper name. Yeah. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. I'm kind of stupid. No, you're not. Hey. Okay. So anyway, he's, he's dressed in this um, really sexy little number yeah short short chino shorts Mm -hmm. um a button-up that's cut really low so you can see his sort of big hairy chest poking out of it totally and he's wearing his little maytag cap on his head Mm -hmm. he tips the cap uh Mm -hmm. and the the gal january jones she goes uh that's perfect because i was just about to put in a load of laundry now and he goes uh well, how are you going to put in a load of laundry if you didn't have your new washer and dry your new combination washer and dryer yet? It's high efficiency. It'll get done in half the time, and that's after I install it. Yep. And then she goes, "Oh, well, I was just going to sort of do it the old-fashioned way where I sort of get in the bathtub for my own bath and then just like bring the clothes in with me." He he goes, well, GMS, that sounds mighty tempting. Uh, that sounds mighty tempting, but if I take a bath with you right now, uh, I won't have time to get all to all the other houses that I need to service. 
And she goes, I wasn't asking you to take a bath with me. I was just telling you how I was planning to wash my clothes if you didn't show up, which was that like I was going to take a bath and then bring all the clothes in with me to get them (laughs) clean. I have a husband, mister. And he said, sure you do. And he looked straight at the camera and winked and another ding. Yep. And he's shown his pearly whites. (laughs) Yeah. He's got one gold tooth. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the uh, whatever the tooth is that's two teeth away from your front teeth. He's got that one. It's like his fang. Yeah. His fang. Your, can- your canine. His canine. He's gold. Yeah. No. Yeah, he shows his canine and he doesn't show his hog. He walks in and sounds like, you know, he sort of just installs a washer yeah, and dryer. He's carrying a much- whole washer dryer in his arms, by the yep. way. Really strong like a baby. Guy. <laughs> yes, but also caring. Um, cause he's definitely caring for it. He doesn't drop it down the stairs or anything like yep. that. <laughs> and so, cause January Jones, she watches him carry the washer dryer down the stairs and not drop it down on the stairs, you know? And she goes, she goes, he carried that. She goes, he carried that washer dryer all the way down the stairs without dropping it once or nothing. Husband material, if you ask me. And she turns and she goes to the camera. She winks. Ding. And then, uh-huh. and then we see uh, um, there's a, we see portraits of her family <laughs> on the wall, you know, and there's a portrait of yep. her son, her daughter, and they both have um, just like big lumps sticking out all over their heads, you know. Oh, from dropping them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm just glad so, that they took the time to set that joke up. Yeah, it was good. It was worth it for sure. And <laughs> so then, you know, he installs it without incident yeah no exactly and and she's this like this whole scene's so gone nowhere <laughs> yeah i'm just sort of like okay jesus christ yeah. either have sex or yeah. don't like otherwise get out of here so he finishes installing and she you know says thank you and she starts like kind of leading him out the door and he goes you know what i think i should show you how this all works and she said, eh, you know, I, cl- I may clean my clothes in the bathtub with me, but I know how to use a high-efficiency front-loading washer and high-efficiency dryer. Yeah. And she goes, and besides, and, he, and she looks straight at the camera again, she goes, besides, it has a big button on it that says, just push this button. That's all you have to do. Ding. And she, and she goes, why else did you think I bought a Maytag? Yeah. She hits that word Maytag really hard. Yeah, she, Maytag. Okay, so you heard it too, that she kind of adopted a drawl yeah, crazy. the way that she said Maytag. <laughs> kind of crazy, yeah. But anyway, he insists. He says, no, 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 I insist. Mm-hmm. And she says, okay, because she's kind of like, well, he's hot, yeah. hot mm-hmm. boy. Husband's not home. Clomp, 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 clomp. They go back down the stairs. He carries, he carries her do down. He doesn't, doesn't drop her. Um, and then we hear, oh, yes, we just watch from the, from the top of the stairs. We hear the rest of it. We hear click. The door opens. We hear a muffled, what are you doing? Thunk. Sorry, that was a... That's what we heard. Sorry, that was actually a monkey. Oh, on your island. Yeah, but it was actually yes. almost exactly yeah. the sound that we heard from the show. <laughs> and then... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like a Muppet. And then, uh, you know, let me out, let me out. And then the Maytag man, um, he's whistle. he starts whistling, and he walks back up the stairs yep. and um, kind of wipes walks his hands off. You know, like, does the thing where he dusts his hands off or whatever, you know, like, job well done. 
Yep. Um, leaves the house. Yep. Yep. And we sort of hear that washer dryer going, and that sound carries us yes. into yeah. another scene, which I thought was interesting, sort of some continuity that we don't often see in the Chicago Heroes universe, but it was a nice change was, of pace yeah. to hear one sound kind of carried over into the next scene. And that scene is... It's laundry day at the Hero House. Mm-hmm. That's right. And... Do you know why it's laundry day at well, the Hero House? Well, I have an idea. I was looking at my calendar this morning, and I saw that it's May 1st is the day that this episode was going to be on. Uh, okay. Yeah. What do I know about that? What do I know about May 1st? I'm racking my brain, right? Like a freaking set of cue yes. ball. Cue. Racking my brain like a set of cue balls. That's right. Are they called cue balls? There's only one that's the cue ball. Yeah, and that's not the, the one that gets racked. Balls. So I got that whole thing fucked six ways from Sunday. That metaphor. God, that's so cool. <laughs> fucked six ways and, from and Sunday. And that is kind of interesting that's so because cool, you really dude. think, you know, in my mind, even if you have a time machine, you can really only go two ways from Sunday. Well, six ways from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's six. That's six. Okay, interesting. So it's kind of a letter substitution thing. That's six days from Sunday. Well, it's also six ways. Like if you're looking hmm, at a calendar and you're like, what could I draw an arrow to? Hmm, you can draw one to Monday. You could draw one to Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday. So that's like six ways. And if you see six arrows pointing at the rest of the week, the, you're going to see one pointing back at you. It's kind of, exactly. could be a thing. It's not one, but it could be. So anyway... Um, I got that metaphor wrong, but, um, I was racking my brain and, uh, like a torture in person getting interrogated on a table with their arms getting stretched from their legs. And I would love to get on one of those right now. Just get a nice, good stretch. Ooh, yeah. That would feel good. Yeah. I feel like, um, I, f- I do feel like Ricky doesn't do necessarily a totally professional level triple a level job over here but um wait oh he's my masseuse over here but um so i would also like to get that good stretch in anyway may the may 1st is labor day right sarah Okay. In other countries and cultures. <laughs> In other countries and cultures. May 1st is Labor Day. We don't do that here. Over on your island? No, not on my island. Yeah. There's no day that's Labor Day over there because um, unemployment rate is at 100%. Yeah. Well, the heroes actually all have really good high-paying jobs. Um, they're heroes. They have pension plans. <sighs> yes. And you would think that with those pensions, which are really high quality, they could afford someone to do their laundry for them, like normal people. No. But no. It's Labor Day, and that's kind of just when they do their yearly yeah. chores. So they do their laundry. They do their dishes. Mm. They meal, do... Meal prep. Meal prep. <laughs> they do 
They wash. They clean out the toilet. <laughs> yeah. They. So that was the zzz zzz zzz. Was they were doing their. Um, they had just finished cleaning out the toilet, and they were. They brushed doing their, their teeth. Meal prep. So they were making their um yeah. their prison wine for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice clean toilet. And, yeah. And so that's kind of why they're doing their laundry. I was excited to see this episode when we cut to the heroes. Because, like, for me, like, there's nothing better than just kind of feeling like I'm a fly on the wall, watching other... Slice of life. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I would would honestly... Yeah, I mean, at this point, that's all I have, is to watch other people living their lives with some semblance of normalcy. So for me, especially, it's kind of like... I mean, yours is pretty much over. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this must have really spoken to you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And that brings us to this week's passing glimpse of death moment. So if you were watching this, uh, if you were watching us record this on video, you would have seen Sarah get a faraway look in her eyes, which she does at least once per episode. And she had in that moment what we like to call a passing glimpse of death. Sarah, what were you seeing? Um, I didn't see anything. I, um... I, f- I felt relief for the first time in what well, has to be weeks. And for passing glimpse of death moment aficionados out there, you will recognize that as uh, the answer that Sarah has given for four seasons running every single episode when we ask her what she witnessed during the passing glimpse of death moment. So these guys are just doing their laundry and hanging out and meal prepping, chopping garlic and sort of, you know, hanging out in their underwear because everything else is in the laundry. And, you know, it's just so nice to see them getting along and um, just having, you know, enjoying the downtime that they have. However, holding up the, um, the spray, they're holding up the spray gun from the sink and kind of spraying each other with the and wearing bikini, bikinis. bikinis and stuff like that. Yeah, I said they were wearing their underwear, but I meant they were wearing bikinis. Yeah. And they're like sort of um bikini tops. They're all wearing <laughs> bikini tops. Yeah. But no bottoms. No bottoms. And <laughs> you know, they're like listening to music and they're sort of like they do mm-hmm. a little choreographed dance that they've been working mm-hmm. on. And it's just like nice. The beach bums. Yeah. They were listening to the beach bums. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, it's fun to see them having fun. And I kind of yeah. wish we had a whole episode of that because these guys yeah. deserve that fun. Well, but, well, they deserve it, but they're not going to get what they deserve, are they? No, 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 no. A hero's work never stops, evidently, because a dispatcher calls with a case. Ring, ring, ring. The hero phone rings. Yep. And who answers uh, it? Ross, as usual. That he picks up the phone and goes, fucking idiot. Hello? This is Ross. I'm a dumbass. Can I ask? <laughs> That's what he says. And goes, <laughs> I'm a stupid fucking idiot. Dumbass, dumb, dumb. And I'm a baby who needs his diaper changed. Oh, I'm poopy. So he, and the funny thing that we find out, of course, is that Ross was reading from a cue card that Joey had given him. And actually, not Joey, I mean, um, David Swimmer was reading from a cue card that the actor Matt LeBlanc 
had given him because they like to pull these kind of pranks on each other when they're filming these episodes because these guys, they know each other a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and all the actors, they pretty much hate David Swimmer because um, they think he's like so pretty much unfunny and annoying to be around. And they're right. Like his character. And I would say at least once an episode, one of the other actors says to him like, I honestly wish you <laughs> yeah. didn't exist yeah. or like we're never born. A lot of times what they'll do with Ross during an episode is like they'll be in the middle of a scene, totally unrelated scene, you know? They're all, um, I don't know, they're all conducting a health inspection at a Chipotle or something like that. And mm-hmm. just right in the middle of the scene, you know, one of the other characters, Rachel or something like that, she'll like give a loaded gun to Ross and just say, this is a, she'll just say, put it to hey, your this fucking is a loaded head. gun. Yeah, put it to your head, fire it. Or put it in your <laughs> mouth. Put it in your mouth. I don't care where. Shoot yourself in. Actually, I do care where. I put it in your mouth. That one. That one's has a higher success rate. Yeah, don't put it, don't point it at your stomach the way that you did last time that I gave you one of these because that actually just made you even more annoying afterwards. So they'll do that to him a lot. Yeah, and that's bad. I want to make sure that everybody knows that that's bad to do to people. Right. You can get held legally accountable for that. Don't do it. Yeah, and like, we all hate Ross, but... Ethically... Yeah. It should be his choices to whether he's, whether it's not worth it for him to be alive, not other people's choice. Exactly. Yeah. And who knows what he'll do with that gun? He could do something. He could act. He could actually make this situation even worse. Where that's right. He actually uses the gun to kill everybody. Lisa Kudrow, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc. I mean, Sarah just said it. Everyone but him. And then you've got like basically Ross. a thousand percent more. David Swimmer on the show because you got no anybody else. Yeah. So don't do that. And also just never tell somebody to do that. So uh, they're totally, they get the call. Ross picks up the phone and he goes, says the stuff you said. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dumbass. I'm so stupid. I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. I'm a diaper baby. And the dispatcher says, they, you know, Ross, I think you're reading the, from the fake script again. Make sure you read from the real script. <laughs> And he goes, no, just tell me what's up. (laughs) Yeah, he starts improvising. Yeah. And you can hear the director off camera saying, Ross, just please read the fucking script for once in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, tell me what's up. What's going on? And the director is like, that's not the script. And he's like, oh, I'm so stupid. So anyway, what? Yeah, yeah. It's um. It goes on for a while. This goes on 17 or 18 minutes, and by the end of it, the director actually is begging for Jennifer Aniston to give him the gun. Yeah. So anyway, what happens? But it's Steven Spielberg. Eventually- you can't do that. <laughs> you can't. And so eventually we get to the point where the dispatcher is like, you know, what? I'm just going to read my lines yeah. and you can kind of do whatever you want, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep getting us yeah. through this. So she goes, you know, the feds calls mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this Maytag killer out. He's been killing women all around mm-hmm. the country. He's been, you know, coming to install their Maytag mm-hmm. appliances and he's been putting them into high efficiency washers and um, she looks right at the camera, killing ding, them. They, we cut to her in the, we zoom through the phone line, kind of like we're in the Matrix or whatever, all the way over to the dispatch. She looks straight at the camera, ding. Um, yep. Yep. Exactly. She says, all along Route 66, basically at every pit stop along the way, this guy's been 
been working across the country, and guess where he is now? And Ross goes, Duh, New, New York? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she goes, exactly. She goes, no. that's <laughs> Chicago. He goes, Duh, where's that? <laughs> oh my God. He's so fucking stupid. Um, so, so like, they, then they have this little geography lesson where the other heroes pretty much show Ross where Chicago is on a map and everything. And it's a map of like the old mm-hmm. historic Route 66, and they show how it actually kind of goes through Chicago, through modern day, modern day Chicago, and it was also Chicago back then when they made it as Route 66 yep. and everything. Um, yep. But anyway, like finally, uh, finally the dispatcher says, like, you know what? I'm just gonna fax it to you. I'm just gonna fax you the info. Right. So then they get this fax, and it just says, "The Maytag killer has a hideout. It's at." Chicago laundromat. Just go pick him up and give him to the feds. It's that easy. Anybody could do it, but legally I have to ask you to do it. Because the heroes, they have a um, exclusive, uh, exclusive contract with the city to kind of do the crime fighting and everything like that. Exactly. So they're sort of like, no, we're supposed to have today off. And they sort of like whine and kick their feet. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck it, we're going to go. We have to. We're heroes. At the end of the day, we're heroes first. Yeah, and Joey comes up with a bright idea. He goes, you know, besides, we can actually do our laundry there at the laundromat. And they all go, what? Chandler goes, but could our laundry be anymore already in the washing machine? And a couple of them go, yeah, it could be more because we haven't gotten a chance to use the washer or dryer yet. And they're kind of like, okay. So Chandler pulls his wet laundry out. Mm -hmm. Everybody else takes their normal laundry. And they hop Mm -hmm. in the car and go. And they get Mm -hmm. to the Chicago laundromat. And, um, you know, they they pull up and they pull out all of their stuff. And they walk in. And they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, we can do a little double duty here. And uh, do you pull out? Do you also pull out? What do you mean? You said that they pull out. Do you pull out? But like what? Come on, you know. Come on. No. A what? Come on. Is this like some like... Come on. Is this some like poop thing or like snot thing? Or? Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a poop thing. Do I pull out? Do I pull out? Yeah, do you pull out? Oh, like the dick when it's about to come? That's disgusting, Sarah. Come on. Get your head out of the gutter. Pull your head out of the gutter. Never do. So they get there and they start... (laughs) (laughs) They start what? What were you going to say? Um... They get there and they start doing their laundry. (laughs) And yeah, they go into the laundry room. They start doing their laundry. Um... And they're like, let's make this a little fun. Let's do each other's laundry. So like Chandler's going through Monica's stuff and he's like, ooh, what's this? And he's holding up like sexy thongs and stuff. And they're holding up Joey's and they're like, ooh, what's this? And he's like got Superman undies. And they're like, ooh, what's this? And they pull up Ross's and it's just like, you know, they got tire marks all over (laughs) it. It's granny panties. (laughs) Skid marks. Yeah, well, actually, I like the way that you had said it the first time, which was tire marks. <laughs> tire because marks. I know that they're called skid marks usually, which is, you know, 
a little bit of tire gets left behind <laughs> when you slam on the brakes. Um, these are not skip. The these are not skid marks. <laughs> these are like these granny panners got tires in them. <laughs> these granny panners got tires. <laughs> yeah, they, these granny panners got tires in them. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of what um, Rachel started do- doing. It's kind of a classic <laughs> Chicago hero set piece where everybody <laughs> kind of tries to pretty much bully Ross um, into <laughs> at the very least quitting the show. At the very least. I mean, we've talked through some of the really bad stuff yeah. that they do earlier, but like this is kind of the bare minimum that he gets each week. <laughs> yeah, and the implication here is that David Swimmer, the actor, yeah. did this. <laughs> it wasn't just a character well, thing for Ross. That's the implication, but it's actually even a little <laughs> more explicit than that because there's a moment where uh, Joey goes, okay, real talk, real talk. Dave, David, David, did you shit in these underwear? And David, <laughs> David Swimmer goes, oh... He tries to they say. They told me to. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept telling me to poop in my own pants. Yeah, and Chandler goes, "You are the worst act." Like he's like, "I don't believe you for a second. You're the worst actor in the history of the world. What really happened?" And jo- Joey goes, "You wanted to poop in them, didn't you?" And Ross goes, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they start doing each other's laundry, and what happens? Well, what happens is we cut to a commercial, and we will be right back. This month, Chicago Heroes is sponsored by Maytag. And we're always sponsored by you, the listener. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Please Save Me on Apple Podcasts. And tell a friend. And also make sure you tell a friend about Maytag's high-efficiency appliances. With Maytag, you can... Um, and they kind of do anything. You can kind of do anything. They didn't... We actually mailed um, Chicago Heroes, the producers, asking them for ad copy just so that we could kind of take advantage of brand synergy or whatever for doing some ad reads for Maytag on the podcast and they just didn't get back to us. I mean, we're out on an island and everything, so it makes sense. But so we were just spitballing some of our own stuff, you know, and we, we honestly brainstormed maybe a hundred, 200 different slogans, but we landed on, once we got all those done, we actually rolled them all into one. You know, I was like, well, I kind of like this one or that one. And Sarah was like, we could actually just roll these all into one and say with Maytag, you can do, Anything. Okay. So, let your imagination run wild. That's right. And please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Okay, back to the episode. Oh, they're in the laundromat, and they're sort of doing their laundry. And then what happens? Well, an interesting thing happens. We hear a familiar whistling sound uh, as the doorway to the uh, laundromat opens. Ring, ding, 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 jingle, jingle, jingle. The door, door, the door opens. Um, I said the doorway before, but the door opens. The doorway itself. Well, the doorway also opens, too. Yes, yeah, so there's the door in the doorway. <laughs> that opens. Then the yeah. doorway, which is kind of a bigger door, also opens. Because, yep. we might not have said this before, 
the well, we see the familiar outline of short shorts and a crisp mm-hmm. shirt. That's uh, right. Um, a little cap. Brown, black, brown socks. Shin, shin yeah. high, cankle high socks. Yeah, and Joey points at it and he goes, that's the same color as the shit in Ross's underwear. And then Monica goes, wait, isn't that... And Rachel goes, the Maytag man? <laughs> yes. Which is their fa- famous jingle... Get a Maytag. Yes. So he's uh, singing and he goes and he tips his cap, which he did before. And he goes, indeed, indeed it is. Uh, Y'all folks got some laundry y'all need to get done. And they go, yes, sir. And we're also supposed to pick you up and take you to the feds. Yeah. And he goes, well, with the Maytag high-efficiency washer-dryer combinations that I'm about to set up in this here laundromat, it won't take but a jiffy to get your clothes looking sparkling white, and then you can take me wherever you need to go. Yes, yes. And Chandler goes, oh, that's great. I would love to look good for the fest. What did you think about the acting choice that um, Peter Beef made in the second, in kind of the back half of this episode with his Maytag man character. I thought, so what's interesting about this character choice is that a lot of characters on Chicago Heroes have made similar choices. And what do you Uh, mean by that? Dig into that. Yeah, to sort of talk in that same drawl and to, you know, have this sort of folksy attitude, Mm. especially for bad guys. I feel like more (laughs) often than not, they sort of go that route. So I think, you know, while it's good and I enjoy it every time, it's not unique to this character. Yes, yes, I can see that. And but I, it's I actually it's, kind of annoying, actually, oh, to think okay. about. Okay, that's how. interesting. I bring it. I actually think it's, it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, because well, I think it's more annoying. It's actually kind of you know postmodern, you know, because you actually at this point get characters, you know, actors playing characters who are. making sort of a commentary on the show itself through their performance. Oh, you think it's Pomo character choices? Yes, it's Pomo Kerko. Well, I think it's annoying because um, it seems like every freaking character is making that choice. Mm. And it's like Mm. the, either the actors or somebody in the writer's room who's sort of making these archetypes is like not really doing, making a lot of effort. Not really doing making a lot of effort. You kept saying to yourself when you were watching, I saw, because I watched the show through a telescope and I was able to see you in the telescope also because it's wide angle telescope. You were, uh, you kept saying to yourself, they're not doing the work. They're not doing the work. Yeah. And that's what I'm about is doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've heard me say it. You spent so long writing out all your lines for this podcast beforehand. Yeah, and that's why I'm getting imperfect, and that's why yours is a little imperfect. I can't keep mixing them, <laughs> messing them up. Yeah, and I don't. So, coincidentally, that one I delivered exactly as written. Yeah, coincidentally, you made yeah. a character choice to. Oh, be- incidentally. Sorry, it says incidentally here on the script. Oh, it says accidentally. Hmm. No, wait. It says on purpose. I misread it. <laughs> and what part of on purpose looks like accidentally to you? <laughs> which, which part looks like co- coincidentally? 
<laughs> well, for me, it's that the um, you got your numbers and you got your letters, and there are so many letters in this one. <laughs> There's so many letters in both of them. You know? That checks out. Yeah. So anyway, um, he says it won't take but a jiffy, and they're all pretty excited about that. And so the Maytag man, they all kind of stand, the heroes pretty much, they kind of um, just post up and stand around while the Maytag man brings in um, a good six uh, washer-dryer combination yeah, high-efficiency unit. A good six of them, and he goes, this should be enough. There's five of you. Yes, he does, yeah. Um, and he goes, plus, you know, one for the road, which doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah, and then he starts saying, one more for the road. And then, then everybody sense. else starts going, Lido. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> so they all start sort of singing the Lido Shuffle there. by Boskeks. Yeah, it started clicking there for me. Yeah, and it was really fun. Kind of back to the same energy as the beginning of the episode when they started doing their laundry. Yes, because Boss Gags has been doing, um, he's been doing, he has an exclusive deal with uh, with Maytag for his most recent record. Um, yeah, and yeah, he came, yeah, his most recent record. Um, <clears throat> yes. Are you trying to remember record. what it was called? Yeah, uh, yes. You're sort of Actually, doing your racking your brain kind of motion. <laughs> Yeah. Which is where you act um, like you've taken your brain out of your skull and put it on a medieval torture rack and are stretching that's it out. Right. Yeah, and it came out um at, at only two years ago. It came out in 2018. And so that's just kind of off the top of your head, your recollection of it. Yeah, um, out of the blues. Yeah, yeah, out of the blues. Yeah. yeah, from off the top of my head, I remember that out of the blues came out on um, Maytag Records. Mm-hmm. And that there was an exclusive, um, exclusive deal that they had with Boss Skaggs to where he could only perform the music from Out of the Blues um, in Maytag connected promotions, uh, starting in 2020. Yeah. So this yeah. episode is actually the first time that a lot of people have heard that song that you were just singing. Um, <laughs> Yep, from his most recent album. Yeah, I mean, you spent yeah. maybe the full day just learning it so that you could kind of sing it again later. Yeah, and doing a little choreography to right. it. Um, and, you know, so you got some of the other classics that I'm looking forward to hearing during this month of Maytag on Chicago yeah. Heroes. Is of course, you know, Radiator 110, um, yep. Little Miss Night and Day, mm-hmm. On the Beach. Yeah, and what's interesting is that Lido Shuffle is kind of the one song that most people tend to know of Boskegs, yeah. so I'm excited to sort of see how this pans out over the rest of the yeah. month. Yeah, and Lido, what's that short for? Sausalito? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that kind of little ham-fisted <laughs> piece of promotion that they shoehorned in <laughs> to this episode of the show, which otherwise I would say it was all pretty much flawless from a story standpoint everything made sense you know but they sang this one song where you're kind of like oh okay i'm not sure how that's connected yeah exactly <laughs> remember that so that that uh-huh. ends <laughs> and uh, yep. and um so he brings up five washers they sing the lido yeah, shuffle six of them. um 
because that's what started oh, this yeah. whole five thing. Five washers and one for the, and one and one more for the road. And Ross just Lido. Ross just oh oh oh. Okay, and I was giving time for our listeners at home if they were singing. He's on the money, he's on the dough. One more time, and he's ready to go. So I was just giving our listeners Lido. time because if they're singing along at home and and they can hold the note longer than you, you know, I just wanted to give them a chance to. It's not really a song about up. holding the note for very long. It's more of just like an interesting uh, chord progression, and it's kind of hard to sing because it sort of hits different One parts of your register depending on. I was able to hold it longer. So anyway. Yeah, that's a Coldplay song, though. Um, agree to disagree. So Joe, or so Ross, he like pretty much starts taking his laundry out and trying to put it in the uh, the high-efficiency washer-dryer, and that makes the Maytag man, he gets mad. He gets mad, mad. Yeah, mad. so he pushes yeah. Ross in. Pushes Ross into the dryer. And he's, cause, well, first he says, he says, I got to show you how to, he says, you haven't been trained how to use that yet. Right, and he goes, I'm going to show you. Ross is like, so, no, I think I got it. Yeah, and he goes, no, I'm going to show you, and he pushes him in. Yes, pushes him in, slams the door shut, presses the button. There's one button on it. Yep, push here for dry. Yep. And the rest of the heroes sort of stand there in shock and sort of smiling because they're happy <laughs> Ross is in there. Mm-hmm. And then Maytag Man goes, does anybody else not need help learning how to operate their machinery? <laughs> And they go. They all go. No, 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 sir! Please show us how to use it. Yeah. And he and goes. Great. All I need is a volunteer, and I'll show you a magic trick. Yes. And Rachel goes. Okay. And she's like, pick me, pick me, because she thinks he is so hot. Yeah. She goes. Are you gonna make my bikini disappear? <laughs> and he goes. Well, that would be easy because all you're wearing is the top. Yeah. Right. She goes, well, humor me. Just show me how you would do it. He goes, all right, well, I guess I would put it into the the Maytag high-efficiency washer and dryer. Uh, He goes, he, um, he, so he takes it off of her. He, he takes it off of her. He gets her permission to take it off of her. Takes it off (laughs) of her, puts it into the washer dryer. And then, um, and then she goes, what should I do next? Tell me what to do. And he goes, go get it. Okay. Okay, so she... and I'm sort of again. Is it the ocean or is it me? Like, yeah, totally. Being bossed around by a guy in a uniform. Totally. Listen. Yes. Yeah. I'm as wet as a cue ball uh, on Christmas morning over exactly. here. Exactly. Um, yeah. So she goes in after the bikini top to go get yeah. it. Yeah, and then what does he do? Well, he shoves her bare ass into the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Pushes the button, which says <laughs> push to dry. Yep, and he goes i'll need a second volunteer (laughs) yeah well i can see where this is headed at this point yeah so they all get shoved into their own dryers and he starts spinning them around in the heat he he tricks joey into going in there by putting an italian sub on the end of a um dangling it into the washer dryer (laughs) with his off a string and a stick joey goes in after it yep um how did he get chandler to go in it oh he he knew that Chandler used to be a pig, so right. he sort of um, made it look like a sty. 
Yes. And yeah. Chandler's he put like, a bunch of straw like... and mud and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And, and Chandler goes, that looks like mm-hmm. home. And he right. walked toward it. And then he got his bare ass pushed in there. Right. And he turned to the camera right afterwards and he said, y'all won't believe this. But that mud's going to be shiny as a grease hog after that washer-dryer runs a single revolution. Uh-huh. And then Courtney's Ding. like, Courtney cops, Monica is kind of like, well, I'm the only one here to mm-hmm. hear you say that. And she's like, I, also, by the way, I'm going to cuff you and then shoot you because yeah. you, you're not doing anything nice. And he goes, oh, wait, hang on. I think I see an unarmed teenager in there loitering. And he points into the uh, washer-dryer. Yeah, and she goes, wait, and she pulls her gun out and she runs <laughs> toward it. I need it. to save my bullets. <laughs> and he pushes her bare ass into there. Yes. And hits push to dry. Mm-hmm. And then we hear a ding, 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 ding of somebody walking in the door to the laundromat. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Well, it's someone who fits through the regular door and they don't need <laughs> to push open the giant doorway. It is Lucy Liu who plays... Detective Shirley Homer Simpson. Shirley Homestar Wanna Simpson. Exactly. So Shirley Homestar Runner Simpson, she um, has a big basket full of laundry. Um, and uh, the Maytag man, um, she she goes, she sees all the machines running, right? Yep. And she goes, Dag Nabbit, I needed to do some laundry. Uh, and Maytag man, he smiles at her, his charming smile, and he goes, Machines are all occupied, ma'am. And she goes, wait, it only looks like five are occupied. Yeah. There's a sixth one right there. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, that one's for the road. One more for the road. And that's actually a nice little moment where Lucy Liu is the one who sings at that time. Um, yeah, and then she short, sort of winks and just walks she out. She just walks out. Yep. And But we follow we her. We follow her. She says yep. she's kind of talking to herself as she climbs the stairs to a second floor apartment that she has yes. rented out in Chicago. Okay. Yes. Because we know that from previous episodes that she lives at 221B Baker Street, right? That's right. Well, we are on, um, I don't know if we're on Baker Street now or not, but she's in a new. I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. I couldn't tell because they had the street sign. They'd crossed off whatever the street address was and turned it into Maytag Street for the promotion, for the branding opportunity. Yeah, but they left the A. So that's how you 220, know. Oh, yes. Um, the A in Baker and the A in Maytag matched. Yes, it was the, the same A. It was the same Maytag. A. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that makes sense. And the address of the laundromat was 221A. Yeah, so she's at 221B Maytag Street. Um, yeah. And she says to herself, we get kind of a camera that's following her along, like she's walking straight towards the camera, you know, like she's uh-huh. doing a music video or something. And she goes, Yeah, or like it's a GoPro. Yes. Oh, yeah, because it's moving. And, with, and it wasn't like it was a GoPro. It was shot on GoPro. It was shot, it was shot on, because um, we forgot to say that this month on Chicago Heroes, it was actually, it's GoPro Presents Maytag Month. So yeah. it's funny that I flagged that they shot her on a GoPro in this scene. Because actually every yeah. actor in every scene has been shot on their own personal GoPro <laughs> this whole yeah. episode. So yeah. we've, we actually yeah. haven't seen That's a true. single two shot. There's not been two people in a frame once. Everything's, no. gonna, everything's been kind of act, react, right in there yep. in the action, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah, this sort of cutting back, bef- back and forth between people. Anyway, um, so she gets up to her apartment. And she goes, well, this is good because actually I need more time. Yeah. I need more time to think about this 
sort of mystery I'm And solving. those Maytag washers, they would have washed my clothes in one minute flat. But now I have an extra minute yeah. that I can think about this mm-hmm. mystery where something fishy is happening. So she goes up to the, to the apartment, she opens the door, and then she sits down in front of her computer. Yep. And she sort of says to herself, I've been seeing this video all around social media of the assassination of Mayor Lisa Kudrow. And what's interesting about it is that it shows the very moment she got shot mm-hmm. in the head. But as we know now, Mayor Lisa Kudrow did rise from the dead three days later. What's interesting about this mostly is, well, all of the videos people are uploading are taken from the same angle. And what I know in terms of mathematics and is that when thousands of people cannot be standing in the same place at the same time, not unless you consider the multiverse theory, which I don't consider to be true. And it could be possible, I suppose, that thousands of people were all laying on their tummies, stacked on top of one another, and caught this from some sort of angle. But I don't believe that's true just because mm, stacking a tall tower of people sounds pretty hard. You would hard. need like a crane to do it. So, so she researches exactly. crane so, companies and she doesn't find anything that's suspicious. No. And she goes, and I talked to a few people who were mm-hmm. at the rally, and they had to zip up their phones into a little bag like you do at some sort of comedy shows where the comedian has maybe been um, sort of been in trouble for something things they've said on stage or some on jacking you. off they've done off stage. And so it's interesting to say the least that a lot of these people sharing this video didn't even have a phone at the time of the crime. She goes, Hmm. And then she goes, time of the crime, time of the crime time. Okay. That's not anything. Yeah, She kind of just chants that for a while. It's not anything. She thinks through some other things and she goes, well, Time. She goes back to it because she can't think of anything else. She goes, time of the crime. Why did I think that there was something there? Time, time of, of the, the crime. crime. She goes, oh. Rhyme Yeah, time. crime time. She switches it up. Crime time rhymes with prime time, which is when you get your ratings and my favorite movies are rated R. And R is the first, is an R is the seventh letter in the word, cons, is the sixth, is the seventh letter in the word conspiracy. And what do you think she was initially trying to say when she says the first letter in the word? And then she sort of what started did, over and said the seventh letter. And What did I think that she was trying to say? Yeah. Um, well, this is just pure speculation on... Um, my my part, but I thought she was going to say is the first letter of the words rut row. Oh, okay. Because and the reason that, that I know that that's what she was probably going to say the first time is because she goes back after she goes conspiracy. That's not anything, but R is the first letter. Yeah, it's the first letter in rut row. Rut row. My spidey sense is going up. That's what she says. Rut row. My spidey sense is going up. I yes. think that this footage has been doctored. And everybody got an upload of it on their phones while the act was taking place. And then she whips around in her chair and she looks at the corpse pinned to her wall. Yeah, she has a serial killer board, crime board thing. 
Well, and she also has the corpse of the dead body she found at the bottom of the lake in the last episode tacked up on her wall. And she looks at the corpse and she goes, am I on to something here? Yeah. And we said that this whole, I was actually wondering this whole time, who was she talking to? You know, like, because obviously she's talking like to the GoPro as she narrates all this stuff. Right, but and it, it's making full eye contact with right. it. But it makes sense. She was actually looking past the GoPro at the corpse, talking to it. And because she has the GoPros in front of her face, in order for the audience to see the corpse, she has to whip around so that she's facing away from it. So that's how we were able to see it. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, Sarah, it really sucks, you know. I, I really hate this storyline. Um, and I just wish that they would get rid of this pesky detective who's trying to dig up old kind of skeletons, literally. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like we're kind of in this one for the long haul. Like, this is just going to be a storyline this season. Is there some anti-hero who's, like, out to get Mary Lisa Kudrow, even though she's the president now? Like, uh, okay. she's, actually, she's Yeah, leave her alone. She's president. She's actually got more important things to do than deal with your little investigations. She's running the freaking free world, right. so. Yeah. Yeah. And how free could it be if you try to lock her up? Uh, not exactly. Not very. Also, I don't think she did anything wrong. Like she literally died and raised from the dead. Yeah. Like what? Exactly. You know, you don't like need to look. So any, what are you trying to find further into it? You know, why? Yeah. There's nothing to if find. Ti- if like, if when Jesus had done that, if, if like people had said, Oh, I actually don't think he really did that. Yeah. I actually think something else is going on. Like, well, yeah, that wouldn't be nearly as inspiring. No, exactly. So we kind of cut away from that. Back to the laundromat. Happy because we're back at the normal story, and the five heroes are just sort of swirling around in their dryer machines. Yeah, spinning around. Spinning around. We see them trying to kind of all thumping their hands on the. Let me out, let me out. Glass, let me out. And we see the Maytag man. He goes, Sorry, wish I could help you. And he he picks up his um, one for the road. And one le- more for the road. Exactly. Jingle jangle. He uh, he leaves the laundromat, and we see just as the Maytag man leaves, we see Cop Monica gets out. She shoots the um, shoots the she door sh- open. Shoots the glass. Gets you know is able to climb out through the door. Yep. Um, we see Chandler gets out because he actually files an injunction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we see Joey get out because he ate the sandwich that the Maytag man threw in there, and it mm-hmm. gave him a lot of farts. He had to f- he farted the door open. <laughs> he farted the door open. Yeah, um, and <laughs> Jennifer, and then Jennifer Aniston gets out because she actually has her bikini top off, right? And there's a guy with Google eyes, kind of this perv, basically, out on the street who sees her, and he comes in and frees her. Yeah. And they say, I wanted to get a better look at those <laughs> boobies. Yeah, yeah. And he she call, goes, he calls no. Tatas, which is particularly impolite. We, yeah. And yeah. she's like, don't, you can't, sorry. Yeah. And then he goes, well, um, literally, I can. <laughs> she's like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saving my life, but get out of here. Yeah. And he kind of does. Um, so then the last person, of course, Ross is still in the machine. And he's going, <laughs> right. Now, this is not that foreign of a Kinda situation like a to him. Because, of course, he was tortured in Guantanamo Bay all last season, pretty much. Um, yep. 
with the other heroes, they confer amongst themselves, like, should we let him out, you know? And we hear Ross say, you know, we hear him say, I saw, I saw where the Maytag man went. We hear him mm-hmm. through the thing. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, we have to let him out. Yeah. They let him yep. out. And he goes, um, I, um, I, uh. He went out uh, the door. <laughs> and so Joyce sort of shoves him back into the dryer. And he goes, wait, I don't know how to work this thing. Yeah. And so Ross just sort of gets out. And then they leave. They leave. And they try to search out in the street for the Maytag man. He's but they there. they can't find him. I mean, all that's left is just a trail of suds. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the last... So the heroes, they don't always get their guy. No, they don't. And no. I like that. Yeah, they're not meant to. That's they're, not how life works. Because it's like you said, they're heroes first, they're yeah. people second. And then, you know, and it's just like normal life. And sometimes you don't get the guy. Like you don't... You, like sometimes it's just like not meant... To, you're just like not meant to get the guy. Right. Like... Okay, maybe it's because they already have a girlfriend or like because you sort of don't even really know them, but you, um, you know, send them private messages on Twitter or something and you think that that makes you close, but you're not. And mm. so then like when you find out additional information, like maybe they have a wife that they love a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well I didn't get the guy this time. So you sort of move on to the next guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that guy you don't get just because like you get like really drunk at an office party and you say like, would you ever consider dating one of your coworkers to this guy who sort of works in the same office? And he's like, not really i mean no and but then you see him leaving with a different girl co-worker and so sometimes it's like yeah you don't always get the guy yeah so that was a monologue that <laughs> um the maytag man we see him driving the maytag truck away from the scene that was actually a monologue that he was doing as he was driving away and he goes, and then he turns to the camera, which he's already facing because it's a GoPro attached to him. But he turns even farther towards it. And he goes, the point is, you can't catch the Maytag man. The and, end. Yeah. <laughs> Presented by Maytag. Presented by Maytag. GoPro presents Maytag. Yeah. Presents. Maytag May. Um, Maytag month. Oh, gee. Is it because the month is May? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. So that's, anyway, I think that that's like a really cool promo that Chicago Hears was doing. And I just love the way that they were able to increase the production value on this episode because of that injection of cash that they got to their pretty much already unlimited budget from Maytag. Um, in yeah. a lot of the series that we've seen over four seasons so far, a lot of the visual effects are about half done. Um, and I would say mm-hmm. that they were a good 75% of the way done in this episode. So the extra money went far. Right. Um, so yeah. th- like, you know, for example, when Ross is supposed to look like a wet prune when he comes out of the um, washing machine, you know, I would say that like they had the pruny skin completed on about 75% of his face, right? So and then the rest of it, they just sort of superimposed a California raisin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On his forehead. So he had a raisin forehead. Um, yeah. 
another example would be um, they were actually able to afford a whole song. Sarah didn't sing it, but they had the whole song of One More for the Road. Um, Lido Shuffle Le- by Boz Oh, the Lido Shuffle, yeah. Um, and they were even able to afford a second title for it, apparently. So that was cool. Yeah, they filed a different title <laughs> name for it with, with, um, with the rec- recording... Group. What was your favorite thing that they were able to do with the Maytag money uh, in this episode? Um, well, we didn't really talk about this in the episode recap, but I thought it was really cool that they got a helicopter to take them to the laundromat and the helicopter sort of exploded after it dropped them yeah. off. And that was definitely, that was just like a practical effect that they did with a real helicopter yeah. and like a real guy driving it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. They gave, um, they gave this basically like there was this whole kind of C story, C plot, I guess, with like this group of jihadi kind of jihadis who had like a shoulder mounted rocket, you know, and they were trying to, they thought that the helicopter was the president's helicopter. Um, and so it was this kind of dark comedy. Though to be fair, it said president on the helicopter, but that was just the brand of helicopter. President helicopters. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, do I feel bad for the pilot of the helicopter that got killed with a shoulder-mounted rocket-propelled grenade in this practical effect? Well, do you think that he did anything else nearly as cool in his life as be an awesome effect in an episode of Chicago Heroes? Probably I would, not. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm taking that gig. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah, 10 times out of 10, I I would do anything, honestly. Well, and that's, you know, that's Just Maytag to... for you. You can do anything with it, so. That's right. This has been a great episode. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Keep your chin up over there. Well, it hurts um, to move because of the sunburn. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, like, I can just my see neck the top up of your, or like tilting yeah. it down actually really hurts. Yeah, I can just see the top of your forehead is getting really burnt, and so you you know keep your chin up so that you're not tilting the um. Or wait, no, I can see that your neck is getting really burnt, so make sure you keep your chin. Or I mean, wait, it's fifty just, shades of red at this point. So your chin's just in a bad place is basically what I'm saying. But maybe that's just which, your face. So which chin? <laughs> um, the um. Uh, I don't know. There's so many in this phone book that I can't, I don't know which one is which. It's Chinese. They got a Chinese phone book over here. You ever heard that? You heard that, heard that one? More chins than Chinese phone book. You ever hear that one? Honestly, no, I haven't. Oh, really? It's like a nineties kind of a. Yeah. It sounds racist. That's probably why it's from the nineties. I think it is probably, but we literally have a Chinese phone book over here on my <laughs> island and I haven't opened it, but I assume that the joke from the nineties is true. Okay. Okay. Well, so li- <laughs> for our listeners, you guys should really listen again next week. It's, um, please. it's not always this good, but it's always this great. <laughs> yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye. Smells like courage.